0: What a great man of God we have. His, he and his family are, are such wonderful folks. And it's a privilege for me to be able to be with them. And it's a greater privilege for me to be able to have them here with us. I want you to put your hands together and welcome one of the finest men I know, our missionary, Brother Azar. Amen.
1: Let's clap unto the Lord. Jesus is worthy. Yes, Lord, we love you. We honor you this morning. We honor you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Go ahead and exalt him, amen. I love you, Lord. Tell him I love you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Amen, it is such a high honor and a privilege to be here with you this morning. Um, This church, Pastor Vasquez has been a friend to us and my family for the last several years, probably more than 10 years we've known him and uh, been visiting our work in Lebanon, I believe since 2015, and uh, he's been such a great blessing each year to our meeting and, and to our church and work in Lebanon. Our folks love him, look forward to having him every year, and uh, this this past month, uh, back I believe in April, it was early April, we had our Laring Conference, and he had blessed us. In, like every year, this year was was more special. We got several people got the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name, Amen. Wanna I, wanna I give him honor this morning. Give honor to his wife and this church family. Wanna thank this church family for helping us uh, monthly uh, with our with your support. And we thank you also for helping us when the Beirut explosion took place. Helped us remodel our current building. And we appreciate your burden for the work of God, Amen. We believe. We believe from all of our hearts that that Lebanon and the Middle East is is ready for revival. We're ready for for the coming of the Lord. I believe that God has many souls left in that part of the world that He wants to see them saved. And I feel so privileged to be part of it. Amen. Isn't God great this morning? Isn't He awesome? (laughs) Amen. so honored to also have my wife with me today Uh, so thankful that she's traveled with me our kids are back home I just got the report from Beirut they had a tremendous church but I kind of knew it that they're gonna have a good church because last time last night they had a prayer meeting and they told me man it was awesome the presence of God was there and I knew that that's gonna affect Sunday morning amen I'm Um, uh, we got two new visitors in beirut today that they were praying and i thank god for every person that's responding to the gospel of jesus christ my wife started a school a couple of years ago and uh, we were not licensed and we've been praying for god to give us a building give us a a, our church is is growing in lebanon and uh, you know sometimes our hearts were broken with what has taken place with that beirut explosion it was the largest explosion that's non-nuclear in the world took about one-third of our city and uh but but somehow some way that explosion has has god had worked this dilemma and helped us in lebanon and the, what was like pastor vasquez saying was what was impossible is becoming possible it's within our reach and i'm believing god that god's going to give us this the school building this church campus right in the heart of the middle east it is four story high it's already have classrooms already licensed and it's on a hill that overlooks the city and we're believing god that's going to make it happen amen the day before we left i prayed it it, it was almost things were still not finalized but the day before we left we met with the owner and the attorney there and and just god had moved amen and i i thank the lord that we're able to do that we started the paperwork and uh, I can't wait. We, 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 our vision is to have a center for Middle East studies in, in, in Lebanon for the Middle East. And uh, to put our church headquarters there in our school. And uh, I'm, I'm believing God is going to use that place as a lighthouse in that region of the world. Amen. Amen. And I can't wait to see what God is going to do. Amen. My heart is for sure in, in Lebanon. But this morning in prayer felt like God had led me to a message for, for this church. And uh, I, can, I can stand here, speak about Lebanon all day. But I, I do feel a burden for today. Believe that God want to do something in this place. And um, I want to ask you while, while you're standing, to, if you can please go with me to the book of Ezekiel chapter 9 and verse 1. Book of Ezekiel chapter 9 and verse 1. How many love the Lord today? Amen. Has God been good to you? Amen. Isn't he awesome? Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says this is one of the visions that the prophet Ezekiel have seen. Ezekiel 9 and 1. He cried also in my ears with a loud voice saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near. Even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold six men came from the way of the higher gate which lieth toward the north and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand and one man among them was clothed with linen with a writer's inkhorn by his side and they went in and stood beside the brazen altar and the glory of, of the God of Israel was gone up from the sheriff whereupon he was to the threshold of the house and he called to the man clothed with linen which had the writers in horn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, to the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abomination that be done in the midst thereof. Amen. And to the others he said, In mine hearing, go ye after him to the city and smite, and let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Amen. With the help of the Lord, just for a little bit this morning, I want to preach about the mark of an intercessor. The mark of intercessor. If you can please put your bibles down, lift your hands with me toward heaven. If you would please help me pray. Lord, we feel your presence in this house this morning. We completely yield to you. We ask you that you would minister to our hearts and to our minds and let your word, God, uh, do its work. We completely serve surrender to you, God. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. And let's give the Lord one more hand clap if you would. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you can please be seated. The condition of Israel at that time was a very dire and difficult place. Israel was in the, uh, in that time, it was in exile, and they were in bondage in Babylon, and uh, they have lost their place. They have lost their, uh, their, uh, their, uh, the favor of God upon them. They have been taken captive, and they have been taken into a bondage, and it's not because God forsaking them, but because they have forsaken the Lord. The Bible tells us that while they were there in bondage, while they were in exile, away from home, away where God meant for them to be and what away from God's promises from their life. The Bible tells us that uh, God moved on a prophet, on a man that by the name of Ezekiel. God had revealed to him a man in a way where what, what things were supposed to be. He showed him, he showed him where Jerusalem is, and showed him where Israel is, showed him the location of the temple. Amen. And the Bible tells us that while he, he, he showed him that, he told him, you know, the, you know in a way the problem that with everything that was happening around him. There was, there was a lot of sin and there was a lot of uh, spirits that they are working. There was a lot of abominations that that's taking place in the world. And, uh, and people have lost the fear of God in their minds and in their hearts. And uh, uh, yet uh, do we see how God did not really charge the city of their problems and what has taken place uh, but God went down into the temple and went into that inner place. And he told them the problem that was taking place, it was that Jerusalem was silent. Amen. They did not lift up their voice. They, didn't, they did not talk about the things that they are wrong. That they have not taken a stand over the things that, they, that they, that's going that's not right. When I'm going to tell you this morning that God is not just going to hold us responsible to what happens around us, but God is going to hold us responsible to what happened in our church, in our homes, in our lives. Amen. There is something that God requires, I believe, from every person. I believe that God requires us to lift up our voice and to speak out. Amen. To, to call out on His name. I believe. I believe that God hears the prayers. I believe that God hears the cry of His people. Amen, it's not the will of God for you and I to accept the status quo or how how things are and how things are going to be and this is just the way things are. I believe that God had put something on the inside of us, amen, that we ought to change things, we ought to influence our homes and influence our city and influence our world. I believe that when God fills us with the Holy Ghost, He'd given us the power and the access to enter into the throne room of God and to make a difference Not just in our lives But in the lives of everyone around us Oh hallelujah Hallelujah. I believe that the devil is scared from a praying person. I believe that the devil is scared from someone who knows how to touch the heart of God. Amen. He's not so much interested in all the people that has all these kind of gifts. And I thank God for them. But I want to tell you what the devil is scared of for someone. Amen. To know how to enter into that room and to pray and to move the hand of God that covers the world. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what the, that's what the world wants the church to do. The world wants the church to be silent, amen. They want just to be confined, just not to lift up your voice. Don't speak out, amen. Don't don't call things out. Don't don't put things, amen. I thank God that they they took away the mask, hallelujah, amen. We got people in Lebanon. We didn't know if they were getting the Holy Ghost or not because of these max mask mandates. It seems it felt like people, God, Satan was wanting just to shut people out. But I want to tell you this morning when the Holy Ghost grabbed of a person and fills him with the Holy Ghost they're gonna be rivers of life that flows from inside out Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The silence of Jerusalem was the downfall of Jerusalem. Amen. The moment we realize that that I'm not gonna stay where I'm at, I'm not gonna stay in this condition, I'm not gonna accept no for an answer. The moment that I made up in my mind that I'm gonna have God move, and I want God to move, and I'm gonna press my way through until God moves. This is the moment that you start, Amen, getting in tune with the Holy Ghost, and this is when you see the miraculous takes place in your life hallelujah and i i believe i believe god responds to praise the bible says god inhabits the praises of his people i believe that god responds to worship amen i believe that god responds to things but i don't believe that god is gonna do anything if we don't ask him hallelujah hallelujah i don't believe that god is gonna give us anything if we don't seek him he said ask and you shall be given seek and you will find knock and it shall be open to you for everyone who asks shall be given everyone who seeks shall find and everyone that uh, that knocks it shall be open to you i want to tell somebody in this place that you're on the verge of a miracle in your life if you just take that action if you just step in if you just say god I'm not gonna stay where I'm at oh hallelujah 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 in the Bible God always always responds responded to the cries of his people amen i want to tell you that the ears of god that's how close you are to a miracle the ears of god is right here listening to you waiting for you don't you wait to an all for an altar call and don't you wait till the service is over if you feel like god is moving you you respond when you respond god will meet you right where you're at hallelujah i believe his ears amen is into our, our our voices i believe that god is wanting to listen to our heartbeats. Amen. If I can tell you something about God. That God is a bundle of love. God is a bundle of emotion. He loves his people. He cares about them. And he wants you to. He wants to see you win. He wants to see you victorious. He wants to see you. Amen. On the, on the winning side with him. He wants to see the miraculous happen in your life. He wants you to live in victory. And move from glory to glory. Hallelujah. And the good thing is, it's within reach. Hallelujah. It is within your reach. It is within reach for you to change everything around you. Hallelujah. That's right. The Bible tells us, amen, that God loves, amen, for people to cry unto Him. Throughout the scriptures, when God showed to the scene, not just because people praised him or because people worshipped him, but because people learned the power of a cry. Something that comes from the heart. Something that's just not, not just words of lips, but something that comes from the inside. Amen. A heartbeat that said, God, I need you. And God, I'm desperate for you. And God, I need your help. And God, you can pull me out of this situation. Can I tell you when you cry out to God, heaven opens up and heaven listens, amen, to what takes place. The Bible tells us that God heard the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah when they were in sin. But Genesis 18 and 20, the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is grievous, I will go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. But I, can I tell you, when God went to see the sin and the cry of Sodom of Gomorrah, before he went right there, you know where God stopped by. He stopped by, by Abraham. He stopped by, by someone who cares. He stopped by, by a place and by an intercessor. Hallelujah. He wanted to see maybe, maybe I can withhold my judgment. Amen. Because the Bible says that God does not rejoice in judgment but in mercy. And if we're going to withhold the judgment, amen, that's coming into our world, is because the church cries, and because the church is weeping, and because the church is burdened, and because the church has the heartbeat of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Amen. Abraham said, oh Lord, surely you're not going to destroy the righteous with the wicked. Surely you don't have that in your heart, oh God. Surely you are a merciful God. And can I tell you this morning, you have the power to stand before the judgment of God. Amen. And to usher the mercy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We see how Abraham interceded for Lot. Amen. He told him, There is, as if there is 50, you're not, and 45 and 40 and 30, 20, 10. Oh God, if there is 10 in that city, you're not gonna judge it. Amen. Can I tell you this morning that this is what we've been praying for the last seven years in Lebanon? Amen. God, there is more than 10 people who have the Holy Ghost in Beirut. There is more than 10 people in this city. You can hold ISIS, you can hold the wars, you can hold the problems, you can hold the destruction. God, there is a church in this city. Lord, it doesn't matter. We believe We believe that there is righteous people in our church, that they are hungry for you. We believe that there is much more people in our city that you want to save. And you know what? Hallelujah. If there is a place in the world that ought to have war, is Lebanon. But you look all around us, there was chaos and wars. But yet God kept that place. You know why God kept that place? Because there is a church that prays. And I want to tell you this morning, when this church prays, I believe, I believe that God will make things that you've never seen before. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 I believe that the Lord is going to hold us responsible for our cities. Amen. When God sets a pastor or a church in a town or a city, amen, there is more than just winning souls. There is more than just helping people to grow in the Lord. But the God holds every individual of his body responsible for what takes place in the city. Right. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. That's right. The, the, the Bible tells us that the cries God hears the cries In Isaiah 46... 40 and verse 6, the voice said to me, cry, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever some of the prayers we praying said god you said it god you did it god your word is gonna stand forever hallelujah some of the prayers when you pray and and you said god i don't know really how things are gonna unfold but your word said you said it in your word and i know your word is gonna stand heaven and earth is gonna go away but not one letter not one word is gonna fall And I want to cry the word of the Lord this morning. I want to tell somebody this morning that you're able to cry and change, amen, your life. You can cry and bring your backslidden children home. You can cry and have a revival in your city. You can cry and get that healing that you need. You can cry and get out of that that situation that you're in. Hallelujah, but the devil doesn't want you to do so. The devil doesn't want, he wants to kill your faith. He wants to tell you, well, you prayed before, you cried before, it didn't happen. Can I tell you he's a liar? The devil is a liar. The Bible tells us about a, 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 a woman that was in the Bible, this, a, a, a woman from Sidon in Lebanon. Hallelujah. Matthew 15, 21, Jesus sent forth for and departed into, into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And beheld a woman of Canaan, a Syrophoenician woman, came out of the same coast and cried out unto him. She was not part of the Jewish church. She wasn't part of the Jewish people. She didn't have any right at that time to access the things of God. But let me tell you how powerful an insisting cry is. Amen. The Bible says that she came to him and said, "Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil." Hallelujah! I'm in a situation. I've lost my daughter, but I don't want to keep. I don't want her to be lost. Hallelujah! I don't, I'm not going to accept the status quo of how things are. But I know the healer. And I know the deliverer. And I know that you can do things that no one else can do. And I have faith in you. And I have faith in your heart. And I have faith in your ability. And I have faith in your mercy. And you can help me. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Bible says he all he didn't answer her and then she went to the disciples and the disciples didn't answer and then she went back to him worshiped him and crying out to him help me and he said it's not right amen for the food of the children to be given the bread to be given to the dogs and she said lord even the dogs eats from the crumbs that falls from the table you know what jesus replied to her he said oh woman how great is your faith you refuse to give up you refuse to be out you refuse amen to stay where you're at but you kept on keeping on until you're gonna get what you want hallelujah an intercessory prayer does not leave until it changes things amen it prays until something happens It's not just a little words. It's not just a little prayer. But it's a a prayer. It's a made up mind. That I'm going to go into the presence of the Lord. And I'm not going to leave you until you bless me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My greatest fear is that we have taught our generation of people. In Pentecost how to pray. But not how to press in prayer to a place of weeping and crying. Amen. How tears flows out of our, our eyes when, when we are in that presence of God. We have not went into a place of desperation. We have been told to accept just things the way they are. Amen. Maybe we came to God several times and God didn't heal us. But I want to tell you this morning, you do like that side woman. You keep on keeping on. You keep, every time there is an altar call, you keep on coming. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. God will heal your body. God will help you. Some say intercessory prayer is a gift from God. I tell you, no, it's not. Amen. It is for everybody. Everybody is called to fervent prayer. Everybody is called, amen, into a place of intercession. Everybody has been given access to the holy of holies. Everybody has been given access to pray and to weep. And I know that we don't get into that place real easily because that's a place of power. That's a place, amen, where men were able to control things and move things, even control nature, nature. The Bible tells us about Elijah. Elijah was a man that prayed. He was just a man like everybody else. But the man knew how to pray and how to move the hand of God. The Bible tells us that he prophesied and he told Ahab, he said, I hear a voice of the rain that's coming. An abundance of rain. I want to tell you there was no clouds. There was no wind. There was nothing going on. But when you pray and you feel like God is going to do something or God gives you a vision of something that's going to take place. Intercessory prayers that makes it manifest. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that he went and told Ahab, go home and and the rain is coming. But the Bible says that he went on, And he went down and he stretched forth. Amen. And and he he prayed in in, in James 5 and 17. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. But he prayed earnestly. The word earnestly means expressing sincerity and seriousness. uh, That it might not rain and it rained not. On the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. But do you know how it all happened? Amen. The Bible tells us that after he spoke to Ahab in 1st King 18 and 42. The Bible says that Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth. And he put his face between his knees. And the man prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to move out of here until you bless me. And can I tell you how I have how I found out when, when, how, how miracles happen. Miracles happen when you make up in your mind that you're not going to leave without it. Healing takes place. When you make up in your mind that I'm going to get my healing today. You get the Holy Ghost. When you make up in your mind, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost today. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, amen, that that he sent his servant and he looked and there was nothing. And for seven times he kept on sending him. Amen. The Bible tells us on the seventh time, behold, there arise a little cloud coming out of the sea. Hallelujah. I feel it. I feel it. But you know what? I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop short. Intercessory prayer does not stop until you lay hands of the miracles, miraculous. Until you feel that there is a breakthrough. Hallelujah. It's good to pray. Thank God for prayers. But I tell you, I don't want to just pray. I want to pray until I feel something shifted. Until something has changed. I'm not going to let sin enter into my home and my life. And the devil come and cause a chaos in my family. And sit back and watch it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk into the throne of God. I'm going to bind spirits. I'm going to loosen things. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to move the hand of God. Oh, hallelujah. You got to have a shift in the supernatural before you have a shift in the physical. I'm going to say it one more time. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not these people that they are fighting you. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be angry at people. It's spirits that influence them. Amen. Don't fight your brother and sister. Fight the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible tells us that intercessory prayer touches the heart of God. Amen. There is something special about those who enter there. Intercession is not having a critical spirit. It's not having a judgmental spirit, nor a self-righteous spirit. Intercessory prayer is when your words become mixed with your feelings and you're uttering words through your emotions. Hallelujah! Is that when you're not worried about what everybody else is saying? You're not worried about what everybody's gonna think about me. Oh God, I need you! I need you! I need you! And it doesn't matter, God, if tears flows out of my eyes and I got all wet. It doesn't matter if everybody leaves the altar. I'm gonna stay until I get a hold of you, because my whole life, Amen, is cringes upon that. I need you, God. Hallelujah! intercessory prayer, amen. It's when you start feeling a burden and a feeling, the need to build a hedge and to stand in the gap between God and man, between the righteous and the judgment of God and his mercy, between what's coming and what could be, between the devil and your children and your spouse, between calamity and deliverance, and between life and death. Hallelujah! several months ago I had... A dear pastor, a friend of mine, I consider him an elder in Louisiana, called me and said, I want to tell you, last night I felt something heavy. I had a dream and God stirred my heart. And, and at 2 o'clock in the dream, I felt something bad is going to happen to you and to the church in Lebanon. He said, at 2 o'clock, I went on praying and I prayed. And I felt a heavy burden, but I didn't quit until I felt it break. And I'm just calling to tell you, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Can I tell you? Can I tell you when you, are, when you have a mark of intercessor, God will call you to pray for somebody. Amen. That you can spare their life and spare their family and spare help them with their eternity. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. When I first went to Lebanon, I prayed. And I said, God, I th- I, we, need, we used to sing over a, a, a CD tape. We didn't have musicians. We didn't have anybody. And for three months, we didn't have anybody coming to our church. And one Saturday, one Saturday morning, my wife and I went to the church. And we started praying. We felt like, you know, that cannot go this way. We've seen vision, we've seen God filling people with the Holy Ghost, we've seen the church, but yet uh, it's not being manifested, and I'm not just going to sit and wait on my vision, but I'm going to pray about it. Hallelujah. And that Saturday we prayed for several hours. Until we felt like there was a breakthrough. A shift that's taking place. And the next day we had a young man came. Passing by our building. Walked into the doors. Amen. Got baptized in Jesus name. And God filled them with the Holy Ghost. And can I tell you. Since that day it's been on a roll. God's been saving people. Baptizing them in Jesus name. And filling them with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you when you get that breakthrough. And I know. And I know sometimes it's, it feels like you have that hammer and a chisel. And you're hitting at a rock. And you're hitting at a rock. And you're hitting at it. Can I tell somebody this morning? You keep on hitting. You, it's going to crack. You keep on pressing. You keep on hitting. It's going to crack. And when it cracks, it will bust right open. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every time I walk by that, that tree in the back of, the, of that prayer room and uh, that... that And I see it in that glass. Amen. And I look, God, this is it. This is what brought this church here many years ago. Somebody prayed. Somebody in the national forest, Brother V, that went on praying and interceding. And God birthed a church because of prayer. And I tell you, that's the reason why there is a church in Lebanon. It's because there is someone that's praying and somebody that's interceding. Somebody that's standing in the gap. Amen. Intercessory prayer takes place in this spiritual world where battles for our lives and our families and our friends and our cities are won or lost. It involves spiritual wrestling done through praying intensively, praying diligently, praying fervently and praying in tongues. Praying until the Spirit grab a hold of you. And you start praying with agony and then from deep down inside of your heart, you don't know what you're praying for. But the spirit is moving deep down in the depth of your soul. And God is speaking words. You might not understand it, but you know it's the will of God. And some things are happening in the spirit. You don't understand them, but inside of you, you're satisfied. Because the Holy Ghost is making intercession on your behalf oh hallelujah hallelujah i believe this is our greatest hour i believe that this is the hour of the church i believe that this is the greatest hour for Potskap and this city i believe this is the greatest hour for us in lebanon i believe this is the hour that we can move the hand of god and we can see the miraculous We can see backsliders coming back through the doors. We can see people healed and being filled with the Holy Ghost. We can see God manifest himself with power and anointing. This is our greatest hour because we are a group of people that refuse to stay where we're at. But we've made up our mind. We're going to press through. We're going to plow through. We're not going to be defeated. We're overcomers. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And prayers makes the sound and the vision that you hear becomes a reality. Amen. Amen. There was a back slitting girl that left home, grew up in Pentecost all her life. All her life in a very strong church. And suddenly, something got a hold of her and left home, didn't tell anybody. And her parents were heartbroken. But let me tell you what her mama did. She said, I don't know where she's at. And I don't know what's happening. But I know God knows where she's at. And I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to pray until I get that spirit loose off of her. And I'm going to pray until she gets home. And can I tell you that within a couple of days she got a hold. Mama, I'm coming home. Can I tell you tonight that when you get into that place of prayer... You can, you can have God speak to people in dreams and vision change their hearts, change their minds oh hallelujah that's right God is always seeking for an intercessor amen Ezekiel 22 and 30 I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none hallelujah after the Lord comes to this church And he wanted to start marking people. What kind of mark would we get? Hallelujah. I look at people in our city. All kind of religion. Man, you you name it. Every religion is right there in Beirut, Lebanon. It's not my job to... Critique them, judge them tell, them, tell them how wrong they are. It's my job to pray and intercede for them. Because I believe God can open their eyes. I believe God can, can, can let them see dreams and vision. We had a sister just came to our church during our, our conference. And she, she wanted to be baptized. Second, first or second time she was visiting our church. I came to her and said, why do you want to be baptized? She said, well, I, I, I didn't know Jesus. And I come from a non-Christian background. And I... I was going through a very difficult time. I was really hurting. And I went and I cried. And I started praying. I said, God, if you hear me, God, if you're there, if you're seeing my cry, help me. And she told me I went to sleep that night crying. But she said, that night I had a dream. And in that dream I had a man wearing white came to me with a bucket in his hand. And he came, and I was in the kitchen, and he put it in the, on the floor, and had all precious things in it. And he said, take. And she said, I took, I put my hand, and I put it on the table. And I took another, and I put it in my hand, another scoop, put it on the table. I said, she said, this is enough. He said, no, take more. And she said, when she looked at him, she said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus, the one who you cried for last night. You cried out to God, and I came to help you. She told me from that moment, I believed in him. From that moment, he changed my life. And that's why I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Can I tell you, can I tell you that it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what borders you have and what's going on in your situation. The moment you cry out to God, God will come right to where you're at. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, uh, Amen, that there was a man. There was a there was a man that stood in the gap and prayed and God moved. Amen. Whether it all these great men in the Bible, whether it was Abraham or Isaac, whether it was Jacob, all his life struggling to Amen. Seems like he grabs gold, and turned dirt in his hand. He said, You know, enough is enough. Hallelujah. You got to have that inside of your heart this morning. To say, God, enough is enough. I'm not going to live in this torment. I'm not going to go through this anymore. But I'm going to wrestle until I get my miracle. I'm going to grab a hold of God until God moves. And whatever this situation is, I promise you that God wants to help you. God wants to deliver you. God want to save you. God want to heal. God want to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So as we lift our hands throughout the sanctuary this morning, what I want you to do, I want you just to look toward heaven. Amen. I want, I want you to see, I want you to get a glimpse of what's, what's in, the, in the throne room of God this morning. The Bible tells us, seeing then in Hebrews 4 and 14, we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. said, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Jesus knows what you're going through. Jesus feels your pain. Jesus hears your cry. Jesus cares about you. Jesus loves you. And when you are hurting, he's hurting and he knows. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let us therefore come boldly. Unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It's here this morning. Your help is in this place. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession on your behalf. If you can look toward heaven this morning. I want to show you Jesus Christ our Lord making forever intercession on our behalf. You can make it. Hallelujah. I'm on your side. I will help you. I will deliver you. Hallelujah. I don't see fault in you. You come to me. I'll make things right. I'll turn your life around. I'll take that sickness. I'll take that problem. If you pray with me right now, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you just to reach out to him. If you feel like you're in that place this morning, I'm going to urge you in the Holy Ghost to come to this altar. And while you're here, I want you just to grab a hold of the Lord and and open your heart. Hallelujah. Shut everything around you. Every negative voice, every wrong voice, every lie from the devil telling you it's not going to change. The devil is a liar. There will be a shift right now, this morning. Hallelujah. You press on. You cry out. You grab a hold of God. Said, God, mark me. I'm going to be an intercessor. Baptize me this morning with a burden. Baptize me this morning, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They'll come home. They'll change. God will move. God is faithful. He said, command me concerning the things. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will fight. Knock and it will be open to you. Right now, oh God. Right now, oh Lord. That's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus oh lord oh hallelujah oh lord hallelujah that's it yes god yes god bring them back hallelujah the bible says as soon as zion traveled she brought forth children the moment you step into that place things will start happening miracles will take place people will get the Holy Ghost people will be saved hallelujah hallelujah Jesus yes God chains will be broken life will be changed bad habits will be broken hallelujah in the name of Jesus stand in the gap for someone this morning pray for someone this morning oh God oh God Ooh.
2: House of prayer, may the fire on my altar never burn out. The fire on my altar never burn out. May the fire on my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire on my altar never burn out. The fire on my altar never burn out. Burn out. May the fire on my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. We pray day and night and night and day, day and night and night and day, day and night and night and day. Make
3: me a house of prayer.
2: We cry day and night and night and day. We pray day and night and night and day. We cry day. And Night and
3: night and day, make me a house of prayer. We cry.
2: recognize that God's doing something in this place. Oh Jesus. Jesus. Come on, is prayer really your default setting? that the first place we go is to pray. Do we really want to be a house of prayer? Do we really want to intercede? Come on, folks. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the mark of the interceder.
0: why don't we lift our hands to heaven all over this place. There's a sovereign anointing of the Holy Ghost to destroy yokes. There's an anointing here to break chains. These kind come not out but by prayer and fasting. There's some victories that are not won with surface prayers. There's some deliverances that do not come in the realm of ease and contentment. There are some things in the Spirit that's here right now Be attained with the attitude that I'm grabbing hold of it, and I am not letting go. No matter what happens, I will not let this go until God answers my prayer. As your eyes are closed all over this place. There's some people. There's some people in this place that are reaching out and grabbing some things in the spirit you got to get your hand around it And not let it go No matter how hard the devil pulls on them The Lord has sent his angel With an inkhorn and a mark To mark those That are going to praise some things Into this church and into your family I wonder, there's some mothers here, you're, they're fighting for their children in prayer right now. They're fighting hell for their children. I wonder if there's some folks that'll say, oh, you know what, I'm not going to let them fight alone. I'm going to put their family on my prayer list and I'm going to pray every day for deliverance in Jesus' name. There's some young people that are praying for their parents to be delivered. I wonder how many of y'all helped Say, I'm going to pray with those young folks. I'm going to believe God every day. I'm going to intercede and I'm going to grab hold of it. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's right. Why don't you lift your hands all over this place. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for a restoring anointing of the Holy Ghost to flow through your body this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for a restoration of your anointing, oh God. Well, we've got time for the Lord to move. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pray for somebody close to you. Ask the Lord's blessing on their life. That's right. Pray one for another. Pray one for another. Ask the blessing of the Lord to touch your brother, your sister, your family member that you're praying with right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. There's a powerful move of the Holy Ghost here. Oh, there's some things happening in the spirit. Over the next few days and weeks, some of you are going to come back with testimonies of how from this day forward, something shifted in your family, in your life, in your spirit, in your finances. That from this day forward, something changed. Ayabas. Amen. Go ahead. Keep praying. Somebody's still watching on, online. I want you to enter into prayer right now. God's going to move for somebody in a real powerful way. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Amen. That prayer room ought to be packed tonight at 6 o'clock, not with quiet little. Not with quiet little timid prayers. Not with, I'm afraid somebody might hear me. Not with little whispers. But with the voice of intercession shaking that prayer room tonight. Bringing a mindset of warfare to that prayer room. That we're grabbing hold of this service and we're pushing it through in the spirit. When you walk in that prayer room, I want you in attack mode spiritually. You hear what I'm saying? I want you in attack mode. We're coming to take something from hell tonight. And we're not letting it go. Amen. Thank you, Brother Azar. What a great word from the Lord. Wow. Exactly what we needed. I got a text when I sat back down after introducing Brother Azar, I got a text from one of our online viewers. Pledge $1,000 to your project. Amen. I'm going to give $5,000 at least myself. (laughs) Sister Joanna, write me down for $5,000 for Lebanon. Amen. In Jesus' name. God, there's people in this place that you and people watching that you laid it on their heart to sow into this ministry. God, I pray that you would give them the boldness to do what you've directed them to do in the spirit against the second second guesses of doubt. And then, God, I know they're not giving for this reason, but, God, I pray that you open the windows of heaven with an abundant, overflowing blessing that when they look back, they're going to know that you opened heaven for them. In the name of Jesus, let it be done in the name of the Lord. And everybody said, amen.